Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Wednesday, August 23rd. 2023 exciting times as we get closer to another Duke football season yesterday's show was a whole lot of fun talking about the Duke football offense today we focus on the defense once again with my good pal Josh Cox from Duke football talks section 17 podcast if you haven't done so already please be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your podcast Leave us a five-star rating and review watch the show daily on YouTube subscribe to our channel like this video, share it with your friends, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. So let's welcome in my good pal Josh Cox as we get set for another awesome conversation here today. We talked offense yesterday. Let's talk defense here today, Josh. Yeah, you know, hit somebody, right? That's the uh, <laughs> that's kind of what football is all about. And so a uh, defensive side of the football, obviously – was a major, major focus from Coach Elko being a defensive coordinator. Obviously, that's well well known, uh, but he was a defensive guy. And so coming in last season, the pressure was on that defense. And so uh, to see the improvements um, and to, you know, to know that uh, the defense is in good hands uh, for Duke football is very important. Defense wins championships, as we teased a little bit ago in the cold open. So let's talk about that Duke football defense. The five most important players on the defense. Number five is who? Number five is uh, defensive end, R.J. Oban. R.J. Oban. Now, R.J., um, and and by the way, this could have been Vincent Anthony Jr. as well. uh, But I'm going with R.J. He's a senior this year. He's got a lot of snaps under his belt. Um, the last two seasons, I believe he's at four sacks and four and a half sacks, respectively. Um, getting pressure from the edge um, would be very, very beneficial for this defense. Um, last season, there was not a ton of pressure coming off the edge. Uh, this would include uh, Vincent Anthony Jr. This would include Michael Reese and Anthony Nelson, part of that two deep. And so I believe these guys – uh, getting to the quarterback is important for R.J. Oban specifically. Uh, he's a big, tall guy, fast. Um, I truly believe in his senior season. Uh, you're going to see an improvement from him. And so I have R.J. Oban as my number five most important defensive player for this year. Last two seasons for Oban, he's had nine and a half sacks, two forced fumbles just last year alone, 45 tackles over the last two years. So an experienced defensive player, up front there for Duke uh, when some other guys get more attention and the, that attention might be coming uh, a little bit here in our program. So let's go to number four, number four who in the uh, most important Duke football defensive players. Okay, it's, it was well documented this past season. A lot of secondary uh, question marks heading yeah. into last season. Those question marks continued uh, into this offseason. There were uh, several members of the secondary that – uh, there were a lot of question marks leading in. And so one of the grad transfers um, that Duke picked up during this offseason was Al Blades Jr. He's my number four uh, most important player on the Duke defense. Uh, he, along with Miles Jones, 
Texas A&M transfer, um, who obviously Mike Elko was very, uh, very, you know, aware of. Those two guys have come in, but Al Blades um, has been injury prone. Uh, I believe it was 2021 in the 21 season. Uh, he missed basically the entire season. Um, I know he has a great friendship with David Feely uh, coming in from Miami as well. And I believe that Al Blades is going to provide uh, somewhat of a different look over there at cornerback, along with Miles Jones. If you take a look at, at Duke's uh, last season returning, you have Chandler Rivers, who is an extremely talented cornerback. And you have Joshua Pickett, another extremely talented cornerback. But both of them are somewhat built in a little bit of that smaller mode, especially uh, Chandler Rivers. And so this provides Duke a little bit of flexibility. Blades is, uh, I believe, 6'2 or something, 6'1", 6'2", taller guy, uh, can really get up there and defend those jump balls. And I believe he's going to be very important. And then he also brings uh, a little bit of that swagger, man, a little bit of that, like, he's a, he's a very much a talker in practice. Uh, he gets in guys' grills. Uh, he's not afraid uh, to stand up to guys to talk a little smack. And I believe, you know, you need a little bit of that edge on the defensive side of the football. And so, Al Blades coming from Miami, uh, playing cornerback as like a bigger corner is my number four most important player on the Duke defense. 49 games of experience, 93 tackles, four interceptions, 14 pass breakups in his career with the Miami Hurricanes. So a really important player for Duke going into this upcoming season is going to be Al Blades Jr. Like we did yesterday before our first time out, give me an honorable mention, someone that just missed the cut in these top five most important defensive players for Duke football. All right. Uh, and honestly, the reason he missed this cut is because he's already so steady that, I, that I'm that i like, you know, I, we know what we're going to sure. get in a good way. And it's Jalen Stinson, safety from Duke. He is – he's rock solid back there. Um, and, and I you know, he is a very important. But the reason he didn't make this list is because I feel like maybe the, my list I'm giving is actually – like most important to make like an impact this season in a unique way. Jalen Stinson needs to continue doing exactly what he's been doing. Uh, so he's my honorable mention guy for this segment. Um, Jalen Stinson, incredible safety. And I know it's defense, but then you also add in kind of his return specialist exactly. pedigree. Yep. Uh, and, and Stinson, like Riley Leonard, a native of the state of Alabama, now making impact plays for Duke football. All right, let's get ready to take our first time out here on the show. We've got the top three most important Duke football defensive players going into the new season after this quick break. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Nutrafol. Nutrafol is a product that you need to incorporate into your life. It's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. The hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz. As you can then identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health throughout whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. 
Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code Locked On College one more time. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code Locked On College. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, number three, most important Duke football players on defense. All right, number three, so we're in the top three. Uh, speaking of graduate, or uh, speaking of transfers and grad transfers as well, uh, but transfers into the Duke program, uh, we know that last season there were some big shoes uh, needed to be filled in that secondary as Darius Joyner, uh, come in for a season and had really established himself and uh, and played an incredible uh, role there at safety. And so even going into the offseason, it was what's going to happen at that safety position. We know there was a position change with Terry Moore moving from running back over there, and I believe we're going to see a lot of Terry Moore out there. But my number three most important player is Jeremiah Lewis. Uh, Duke fans will remember Jeremiah Lewis. He was – on Duke's roster and then uh, transferred out to Northwestern and played last season there for the Wildcats. And may I just say, he didn't just play there. Uh, he went from uh, 30 tackles in 2021 at Duke to 70 tackles uh, uh, last season for, for Northwestern. That's pretty incredible. And um, so I believe you're going to see a lot of Jeremiah Lewis in that safety spot. I believe he's going to be called upon to make those tackles. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not saying we're not going to see Terry Moore. I'm not saying we're not going to see some possibly Brandon Johnson and moving some other guys around a nickel. I think there's a lot of things that Duke can do there. But if, if Jeremiah Lewis could potentially come in here and get 70 tackles from a safety position, this Duke defense would be that would be the biggest plus for the Duke defense. So Jeremiah Lewis, former Blue Devil, former Wildcat. Current Blue Devil is my number three most important defensive player. I tell you what, college football is brand new for all of us in 2023 with the transfer portal, with COVID year of eligibility still left to be played by so many guys. But excited for, for Lewis to be back wearing the Duke gear this season as opposed to Northwestern. Northwestern on the schedule this year for Duke. It was a storyline going in to last year's game. All of a sudden, Jeremiah Lewis is going up against this former team in Duke, and now he's got to do that again. Uh, one of the first few season or first few games of this year, Duke's going to host Northwestern once again, a program that's had a good bit of offseason scrutiny. Uh, and we'll see Jeremiah Lewis this time playing for Duke football. All right, what about number two, Josh? As we move forward, number two in the most important Duke football defensive players. All right, it's well known that last season, um, and forget last season for the previous four seasons a staple of Duke football defense has been uh, was been, been that number 42, Shaka Hayward there, that linebacker position. Right. Uh, Shaka was a team leader, team captain last season, soft-spoken guy, but once he, once again, once he gets on that field, different story. Uh, and so he is uh, currently making his rounds in the NFL, doing his best to make a roster and all those good things. Um, one of the biggest question marks heading into the offseason was the decision of Cam Dillon whether he was going to return or not. And so Cam Dillon did return. It wasn't uh, 
you know, there weren't a lot, a lot of hoopla. He actually just showed up on campus and people started realizing, hey, Cam Dillon is on campus. Um, it was it was kind of under the radar. My number two player is Cam Dillon, number two most important player. He's in that starting linebacker role. He is a team leader. Last season, we saw him go from like, who is this transfer? We're not really sure about him. To by the end of the season, I mean, that bowl game, he he commanded that defense. Um, and so with limited snaps, like limited snaps, I know he played in, in every game, but in limited uh, snaps, he got 61 tackles last season. I believe we're going to see that number rise. And I think Cam Dillon is going to be very important to this defense. He's my number two overall most important player. Yeah, I'm buying all the Cam Dillon stock this season. I'm letting you know early this is going to be one of my favorite players on this Duke team. You mentioned the 61 tackles, five for loss, three sacks, two forced fumbles a year ago as well. And Shaka Hayward is really big shoes to fill for the Duke defense. Uh, At a certain point, he was probably taken for granted with how much he was out there uh, speaking to Shaka Hayward's productivity throughout his Duke career. So we've got big expectations for Cam Dillon. We could throw another honorable mention in here as well in Dorian Mosey, and I do want to do that. Why yeah. Dylan over Mosey? Tell people yeah. why. And Trey Freeman, Trey Freeman for that matter. Um, you know, I will say this. Uh, Dorian has, has had um, – actually this offseason has been um, his best. His lack of injury. Um, he's been injury prone in the past. And so I don't know who that other t- uh, uh, linebacker is going to be, whether it's going to be – Trey Freeman or Dorian Mosey, I don't know. Um, but but Cam Dillon, I believe, is gonna be that 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 rock. And whoever the other guy is is gonna play off of Cam Dillon. And so I just see him being the alpha in that room. Now I believe that alpha position will be taken over by probably Trey Freeman next season. But I believe sure. for this year that alpha in the room is Cam Dillon. Lockdown Blue Devils here today. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. We're going through the most important Duke football defensive players in 2023. But if you will, Josh, tell folks about the Section 17 podcast. Uh, Yeah, just earlier this week, we released an episode where we went uh, through our season predictions. Uh, We talked about who was going to lead us in uh, several categories. We did a prediction on uh, wins and losses for the season. Uh, We did uh, some side bets. We brought on uh, Jordan Mann, who runs the at Duke FB fans uh, Twitter. A lot of people follow that account. He's got some really, really cool takes there. He also does a podcast of his own as well. So we brought him on, uh, had some fun with that. And so you can find Section 17 Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, And we are now on YouTube as well. Uh, Welcome to the YouTube space. And I know Locked On has done a great job with all those platforms. And so any any help and support you can give us would be awesome. So we appreciate you guys listening. Absolutely. All right, let's get to it. We've got the most important player on the Duke football defense. Recapping again, if you will, Josh, give people five to two what you've unveiled so far and then give out another honorable mention. For sure. Yeah, we got R.J. Oban coming in at number five, defensive lineman, uh, defensive end. Al Blades Jr., transfer cornerback, Jeremiah Lewis, uh, retransfer back in safety, Cam Dillon, transfer uh, <laughs> linebacker, uh, which is kind of crazy. So that's where we're at. One more honorable mention 
And I say this just because I think this kid's all ACC material, uh, incredible at that nickel position, Brandon Johnson. Once again, similar to Jalen Stinson as to why I didn't have him on this list because I just feel he's consistent. And at the end of the day, we know what we're getting. And so I couldn't pick everybody. But Brandon Johnson is, is earning his his keep. He's on many preseason watch lists. And so go ahead. Yeah. I'll just Brandon Johnson one more time for people out there. The numbers, 55 tackles last year, seven and a half for loss. He <laughs> had two interceptions, nine pass breakups. But here's the best part. Brandon Johnson had five and a half sacks last year. So out at the nickel spot, yep. he'll blitz. He's not yep. afraid to get in on the action rushing the quarterback. No question. No question. Extremely talented. And once again, just a soft-spoken kid who's just really, really uh, the type of kid you want in your program. So uh, tied with Brandon Johnson in five and a half sacks last season is my number one. Number one. Overall. All right. All right number one overall defensive player. It is no surprise. You may know him as Mr. Duke. We, we like to call him the mayor. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. He calls himself Big Big Wayne the campaign sometimes. <laughs> uh, but defensive tackle, number 90, team captain for the last three seasons now, Dwayne Carter. Um, a little personal story about Dwayne Carter to kind of help people. When Dwayne Carter committed to come to Duke, he is, he is from a small town, Pickerington, Ohio. It is just south of Columbus. Um, I have a friend – uh, that I've known for many, many years who lives in that area and works in the public school system. I believe he works at an elementary school or was doing some stuff at elementary school. And when the day that Dwayne Carter committed, he texted me and goes, hey, you guys just landed a kid named Dwayne Carter. He's like, let me tell you something. He comes to our school and reaches these kids and helps our kids out. And he is the best. Like, you will not find a better guy. And this was, you know, four or five years ago, yeah. whatever. And has that not rang true? Like, Absolutely. he showed up in Durham – he was a sophomore and was elected a captain by his teammates. That tells you all you need to know. But let's forget the other stuff. I mean, Dwayne Carter definitely has a future in anything he wants to do off of the football field. But on the football field, my man is 300 pounds. <laughs> my man is strong as an ox. He is the anchor of that defensive line. Listen, at a defensive tackle position, he had five and a half sacks. That's a position that you don't necessarily ask to get sacks for your football team. Uh, he is he is incredible. He is the leader, the vocal leader, emotional leader of that defense. Um, he, along with Jamion Franklin, um, anchor the interior of that line. And then right behind them, you've got Aeneas Peebles and Wesley Williams and others that are going to fit right in there. Uh, but there is no question. There is no question. Dwayne Carter um, is the leader of this defense. And you could say two-headed monster with Riley Leonard. He's the absolute leader of this program in general. Um, and so Dwayne Carter is my number one most important defensive player. And I say that for his numbers on the field and his impact emotionally for this team. One more time, a three-time captain at that defensive tackle spot. In his career, 39 games played. In 39 games, he's amassed 86 tackles, 21 and a half of those for loss, 11 total sacks seven forced fumbles, and seven pass breakups. A very, very effective player in that defensive front for Duke. He sure is. He sure is. And and once again, I, I cannot overstate uh, the importance of him. His not, I'm not even going to say off the field, but just the emotional 
uh, jolt than he is to this team. And I believe if he, Amen. if 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 for some reason Dwayne Carter's not on the field for whatever reason, the emotional miss on the team is going to be as impactful as the tackles and the sacks and the run stopping. So yeah, he's very important to this team, uh, very important to this program. And so Duke fans hope we enjoy his senior season. There you have it. It's our five most important players on the Duke football defense. If you missed the offense, we did that yesterday on the program. So go back and listen to that episode wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Go back and watch Josh and I go back and forth on those five most important Duke football offensive players. One final note on the defense, just big picture. This is a side of the ball that you mentioned right at the top. Mike Elko is a longtime defensive coordinator. He wants this team to be playing their absolute best. What's it going to take new defensive coordinator and Tyler Santucci for this defense to be effective this season? Josh, what are you expecting? Well, I'm expecting improvement. I'm expecting to see guys step into these roles. A couple of these question marks, you know, linebacker was one losing Shaka. Uh, Safety was one losing Darius Joyner. Those were our top uh, Duke's top two returning tacklers. And so I believe filling those spots, Cam Dillon, Dory Moosey, Trey Freeman, and the linebacker rotation – and then whatever happens there at safety with Jeremiah Lewis, Terry Moore, and what happens there, that's that's vastly important to what Duke does. And then seeing the fact that, you know, last season as a true freshman, uh, Chandler Rivers was really, really leaned upon, as was Joshua Pickett in a lot of ways. And to see those guys have some rotation help with Miles Jones and Al Blades, they're going to stay fresh. And I believe it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that secondary plays itself out. But those guys definitely have a two deep out there now that's formidable and 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 definitely can help them compete in the ACC. All right, how about this? Today, August 23rd, we're now 12 days away from the start of the Duke football season. How does that sound? That's Trey Freeman's number. It's Grayson Loftus's number. Uh, less than two weeks. You know, we're, it's, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. And so if you're a local uh, – around Durham or you're, and you plan on coming to the game on Labor Day, we'll be in a lot B5 tailgating with the hard hat guys. You will not be able to miss us. And so uh, come hang out. There's a special guest, special guest coming. Okay. JJ, uh, to the, to our um, tailgate. It is Eric McLean from the ACC network and ESPN. <laughs> Outstanding. He's, bring, he's bringing the camera crew. And so, uh, Come hang out, and you never know. You might show up on ESPN. That's outstanding. Yeah, make sure you go check that out. 12 days away from Duke football season. And one more for you, August 23rd, we look at the calendar ahead, Josh. We are 75, a good round number for people there. We are 75 days away from November 6th when Dartmouth comes into Cameron Indoor Stadium to kick off the new men's basketball season. How does that feel, 75 days away from Duke basketball back in your life? Listen, the, the months of October, November, and December, if you're a Duke football and basketball fan, I mean, <laughs> what more do you want, right? You've got everything going on. You, you're, if you're, your spouse or significant other maybe that doesn't like sports, like you just tell them, like, I'll see you later. <laughs> like, I have a lot of things going on on it's my time plate to walk right in. Yeah. Correct. More than likely when I get home, there's going to be something for me to watch or listen to related to Duke football or basketball. So that is actually that, – that, that's, that's the crazy time of the year. But if you're a Duke fan, that's the best time of the year. So looking forward to it. Can't get better than that. 75 days away from Duke Hoops. Josh, this was a whole lot of fun. Looking forward to having you back on the show here uh, in the days and weeks to come as we go throughout the rest of this uh, Duke football season. Thanks for stopping by. JJ, have a great day, man. We'll see you. 
All right, that's Josh Cox joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.